0: What story is the world not getting? I'm Dr. Adrienne McKeon, a.k.a. The Story Whisperer. As a creation coach, my purpose is to help humans reconnect to themselves, to each other, and to the boundless creative energy that flows through each and every one of us. By releasing our unique perspectives and relatable experiences in the form of inspirational stories, not only do we give the world a precious gift, that is ours alone to give. We help them really get our core message and come to a deeper understanding of the universal wisdom within it. Are you ready to reconnect? Good, because that's allowed. Hey everyone, welcome to the That's Aloud podcast. I'm your hostess, Dr. Adrienne McKeon. And today we have Joe and Julia Langton please introduce yourselves.
1: I'll go first, because I know you'll go more in depth. I'm Julia Langton, I'm COO of Automated Outdoor. And I don't know,
2: I know you take it away more, so (laughs) you'll
1: go more in depth.
2: Um, Yeah, so Julia and I, uh, we're a father-daughter combination that has the privilege of working together um, on a daily basis. And uh, I I like to think that we both elevate each other equally. She lets me see things from a younger uh, female perspective. Um, I see things from a middle-aged businessman uh, perspective. I think I add an element of um, um, being able to kind of go and kind of take over a room, but she adds the element of kind of keeping that in check right now. I think that's kind of how we work well together. We have a podcast that uh, we do together called the Automating Success Show that is one of my greatest joys every week to do with her. Um, I think it's a great learning experience for her to talk to some of the CEOs and uh, thought leaders that we talk to. Um, We are uh, running a, as she said, robotic um, uh, automation business where we help other uh, people in the industry. Uh, learn about automation and implement it. And then we also run Langton group landscaping. So
0: Awesome. That was a
2: mouthful I know, but that, that's us. <laughs> See, yeah. I knew
0: he would take it for me.
2: There yeah. you go. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so um, I actually help support the the podcast that you guys do, and so I have the privilege of getting to listen to the footage before anybody else does, and so I just want everyone out there to um, go and take a listen to one of their episodes because it's about so much more than just you know automated outdoor equipment. It's really a it's a they have a wonderful kind of banter between the two of them, a, a great kind of relationship. And also, it's just about leadership and success and all kinds of different. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> the themes here uh, that that are really just wonderful. So,
2: check yeah, it out. it's just it's success stories. I think it's about you know interviewing people that have or are uh, achieving their dream and their best life. Um, And, and, and I think like how you said it, you're right. It's not only about outdoor automation. It's, um, you know, we have writers on the show and, uh, authors, you know, just all sorts of different people just doing what they love every day. Um, and it's meant to inspire people to pick your passion and run with it. So,
0: so what do you think when you say automating success, why do you think it's important to automate success?
2: Well, I think it, you could almost say it's more like replicate success, right? So, sure. you know, to us, we wanted to say automate because we're using automatic lawnmowers, but the reality of it is, I think if you look at the, the majority of successful people, they've figured out a way to um, replicate or duplicate themselves as easily as possible. So. Sure.
0: Yeah. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and ask... The faded question, and see what happens. So, what story is the world not getting?
2: <laughs> so, I think the story that they probably wouldn't get is what turned me into the 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 person I am today. Okay, um, so I'm a six foot four, two hundred and seventy five pound well-spoken man and people probably look at me and think that uh, I've always been this way but there was a period in my life uh, when I look back on it in high school uh, really um, where I was not that person I I actually looking back on my uh, childhood um, we were somebody or I I went from being in a school and having friends up until about third grade and my mom and dad, we moved into a new house. We went from the Schaumburg area to the Elgin area in Illinois. Um, And my experience in grade school was not quite the same when I went to the new school as it was in the old one. Uh, Unfortunately, I gained weight very quickly um, as a younger kid. Once we did that transition and, uh, yeah, you know, there were some pretty lonely times as the kid on the playground getting bullied, bullied, you know, getting called fat and, you know, it was kind of rough. And then uh, the thing was, I kind of hit a day where I grew into myself and realized I didn't have to take that anymore and started to fight back and, um, you know, kind of went through that evolution and then I hit high school started playing football and everybody wanted to be around the really big guy the as, as I would say the man amongst boys you know 200, 240 pound sophomore in high school you know um, but what's what's always been funny to me is when I talk to my friends that I still know from high school now and a lot of them have actually worked for us at some point in time some days I'm surprised that I wasn't I wasn't always the captain of the football team, or um, I'll be surprised that sometimes my coaches didn't believe more in my leadership. And one of the things that my friends have always said was they're like, Joe, you were not this in high school, but my memory, in my memory, I feel like I've always been this person. And I suppose the story that's never told um, is I was not always this person. It probably took me probably almost till I was 30 to truly realize I see things differently than other people. I don't have to stay in their lane or their way of seeing things. Um, And what do I have to lose? I'm just going to be myself. Um, It kind of, it took a divorce for me to realize that, I suppose, looking back on it in life also. Um, And yeah, so I guess that's the story for me. That is something that maybe people, when they're watching our podcast or whatever, don't realize that uh, I I had a take. There was a lot of, uh, I don't want to say pain, but a lot of not great times that turned me into the person I think that I am today.
0: You said so many interesting things in there. So let's see if I can parse some of this. So. What I love is, so first of all, I can completely relate. I went through this awkward phase uh, where I was chubby and nobody wanted to be around me. And, you know, especially in junior high school, I think I was a very, uh, I was just very me. Mm -hmm. I was a really, I had a really big personality and that didn't always go over well. And so uh, I was very open about certain things, like I liked boys and I liked girls, and I let everybody know that. And so, you know, back in like the early 90s, that was not something that you talked about, right? And so what I found is that once I started being open about these things, other people started coming to me and telling me all their secrets. And I suddenly became sort of like the Dr. Ruth of the school, where everybody's coming to me and talking to me about their weird problems. But what I loved about that is that I found my kind of, I found my niche. And it's funny how, you know, in one context, the big guy is, it's like awkward and embarrassing. And in another context, the big guy is the guy that you want to be around. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And so in different contexts, what we think of as a weakness suddenly becomes a strength.
2: Yeah. And so no. I wanted
0: to point out too, that one thing you said is that you don't think about that anymore. It's like, you know I, I feel like I've always been this person. Well, the funny thing is when you change a belief you can actually change your past. Do you see what I mean? It's like, yeah. we have these stories and but, but how we view them changes depending on where we're standing, what our perspective is now. So you could have seen that as like, oh, I was bullied as a child and I was a victim or you can see it as I went through this phase that taught me humility and then made me into the person that I am now.
2: Yeah, totally. Well, and something that I I think I need to expand on is, you know, when you hear me tell it from one perspective, um, you know, it seems like I was the victim, but I'm sure, and it's something that I always am like, um, when I'm seeing things like on Facebook or Twitter, you know, now with all social media, I find myself getting defensive sometimes because people will assume the big person is the bully, right? And 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 I have to say it's something that bothers me to the core, yeah. Because the big person's only seen as the bully because when they're when they finally decide they're not going to take it anymore, they inflict harm at a greater rate than the tip the person typically bullying, um, and it's it was the next thing I had to overcome. You know, it, it's like, what I found was, uh, you know, as I was that big guy that all the guys wanted to hang around with, all the girls were like, almost like what's wrong with that guy, you know, but they didn't understand. It was me just making sure those guys that used to bully me in seventh and eighth grade don't ever do it again. You know, um, so I, I think that it's, it's funny. It's not, it's not funny. It's actually kind of sad when you look at it, um, how you kind of sometimes have to build yourself up and then you have to almost keep yourself shelled off until you reach that point of security where you realize you don't have to fight anymore like you don't have to protect like yourself anymore and you can just open up and allow people to actually know you you yeah yeah
0: well, and I think the psychological aspects of bullying are really under uh, noted, if that yes. makes sense. I think that, you know, the physical aspect of like, you know, oh, well, I was afraid for my physical security. People understand that. But most bullying happens up here.
2: Yes. And, totally.
0: and Julia, you know this, girls can be just as mean. Yeah. <laughs> just as mean. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Well, and the thing about guys, usually when you're mad at each other, it's like for 3 minutes, you know? I mean, yeah. think about it, the majority of fights happen last about 3 minutes, you both exhaust yourselves and then you're like, "Man, that was really dumb. Let's let's go play kickball." You know, that that's the one difference with boys than girls I Well, think, I think guys
1: you know, too. It's so. a lot of physical arguments, maybe not physical, but they're very upfront. With girls, it's very passive aggressive mind games, which I think mm-hmm. is a little mm-hmm. bit worse.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, guys are definitely the chest pounders want to look really big. Half the time, we don't want to do anything. We're just trying to set a position of dominance. I I think there's definitely more of an intellectual uh, level with with, uh, girls, you know, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually writing a book right now on uh, emotional abuse. And so one of the things that I talk about is how emotional abuse leaves all these scars that nobody sees. And so in some ways, it's much, much more dangerous over a long period of time to be Mm -hmm. exposed to emotional abuse than physical abuse because when you're you know when you get hit it's like well that sucked but then you know you recover (laughs) and it's very clear that like you know somebody hit me and that sucked but like you know that that's not my fault yeah whereas with emotional abuse you internalize it and you think well i must be causing this this must be me that's doing this and i think that's a lot of what what bull how bullying scars us as a kid is we have that we take this shame on Mm -hmm. on top of the bullying
2: no that's a great point yeah that'd be a good book
0: (laughs) well I'm working on it so when when would you say so so it sounds like the tide kind of turned for you at a point where you kind of grew into yourself and started doing football does that sound right
2: yeah and you know even football for me was kind of uh kind of rough because you know I look back um, you know, I, so some of the main people I still talk to in my life are all people I played football with. Um, I mean, I, I, have to say when it comes to sports, those are just bonds that, that are made in stone. I mean, there's just, that's, that's just the way that it is. I, I, I'm a big advocate and believer in sports. I think the people should definitely do it. I think it's one of the reasons I'm uh, successful today is because of what I took from any sport I played, but, you know, I had, a, I had a coach that was pretty hard on me also, And, uh, you know, it took me a long time. Speaking of the story that's never told, it took me a long time to grow up and realize that even though I was really mad at the coach, I just realized he wasn't a good communicator. So, you know, to break that story down a little bit, you know, um, we had a game that we lost pretty bad and the coach really took it out on me. I I had walking pneumonia at the time. I had a doctor's note to prove it. Um he took me out, never really let me start again that, that year. Um, None of my teammates understood why. And in my sports awards night, um, really embarrassed the hell out of me um, by saying that, you know, Joe's a guy, we moved up sophomore year to varsity, um, expected big things out of him, but has never turned his boy fat into some real man muscle. And what really, really upset me and anybody that knows and lifted with me is, you know, I was bench pressing 320 pounds as a junior in high school. Okay. There was no boy fat left to change to man muscle, but he said this in front of an auditorium of parents. Wow. And, you know, it's another thing that's like always stuck with me. Right. But talking about learning from it now that I'm a leader mm-hmm. is form of poor leadership, is in my opinion, what makes me a better leader. Okay. What he should have actually told me looking back on it was uh, my, you know, we didn't come from money. You know, like I am a literally a self-made person. My mom and dad were very hardworking. My mom used to work at Jewel in the Delhi. My dad was a union laborer. Uh, they both ended up working for the city. Um, so it's not like, not like somebody gave me a bunch of money and said, go and start a business. Right. But what what his issue was in order for me to have a vehicle back then my mom and dad said you have to have a job if you want a car so I would work out in my study hall for weightlifting and then go to work still able to lift 320 pounds but what he wanted was my leadership in the building lifting with the other part the other the team after school now what i It's taken me many years, and I'm 41, to realize he's just a bad communicator. What he should have just said to me was, hey, Joe, you're a strong kid. This comes easy to you. I need you to be here to show the people that it doesn't come easy to that you're dedicated and committed to the team. Instead, he took it out and just said really mean things in front of other people thinking it was going to motivate me but I'm not somebody that's motivated by anger I'm someone that's motivated by communication okay so if somebody needs something out of me I want them to just tell me hey joe I really need you to do this for me cuz I need you on my side then I'm will I'll give you I'll give you everything I have but when somebody just tries to get me angry to do it well now my defense mechanism which is probably something that got built in eighth grade is is I fight my way out of it. Yeah. So now it's like no 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 you don't yell at me. I, I'm I'm the 280 pound six foot four guy. Absolutely not right. So so looking back on it, you know now I I'm mature enough to understand myself now and catch myself in that in the moment. Okay. Um, and I think even my own daughter, probably just, just like I see her grow right next to me and mature, she probably sees it in me, it, just in dealing with people every day. But um, but yeah, so I don't know. I Man, I'm really off on a tangent here. I, I, so I, I told you I was just going to roll with it. I yeah.
0: love it. I love it. No, I just want to point out something so cool that you just did naturally, which is an ex- exercise that I actually walk people through all the time which is, so you had this traumatic experience, right? Now, I want you to insert yourself into that as an adult and intervene on your child self's behalf. And you just did that. You just kind of went back and said, if if I had the capacity now, I would explain to him like, hey, anger doesn't work for me. What works for me is communication. Just tell me what's going on, coach. And then this is what he would have said.
2: Yeah. So that's
0: beautiful that you just did that naturally. (laughs) That's awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: what do you think has blocked you from sharing this more often?
2: Um, because I'm, it's, it's, sometimes it's really not a part of my life that I want to remember. Right. It's, uh, you know, it's one of those things that you kind of ball up in your stomach and you throw it down there and let it stay there. And, um, you know, I I always tell people, you know, I, so I didn't play college football. I I didn't do any of that. And uh, some days I say that, that I regretted it and then I catch myself in saying it because had I played college football, my favorite part of my life that's sitting right next to me wouldn't be sitting here. (laughs) Um, So, you know, because my whole life would have changed and I might not be sitting on this podcast with you right now because my entire life would have changed. Um, Right. But. But, you know, going back to what you said, I kind of do naturally, you know, I also always used to say I didn't play college football because, you know, my coach was an asshole and I didn't want to play because of him. And then also because I met her mom in high school and I I got married. But at the end of the day, you know, but I have to be honest with myself, I really didn't play college football because I just didn't think I was good enough, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, even though I had schools looking for me and sending me scholarships and, uh, or offers to have scholarships, um, I always figured out an excuse not to do it because, honestly, he got in my head and made me believe I just wasn't good enough. And uh, and man, if I could go back and talk to myself, um, I would know better. I, I would know that that is just something that was in my head. but. The good news is where I am in my life now, I don't let anybody tell me I'm not good enough. So, it, you know, it, it's like, I and she's I mean, she's smiling because she knows. I mean- He's
1: that lying. It, it, it doesn't true. make a
2: difference. If somebody tells me, I mean, right now, you know, I tell people that her and I, if, if we don't do $4 billion in business and the industry we're in in the next decade, her and I did something wrong. And I tell people that and they're like, wait, 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 four million? And I'm like, no, 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 no. I, Four billion, you know, I will not allow somebody to tell me that's not achievable. It, it, we are gonna achieve it. Um, I started setting goals like that for myself. You know, I said I was gonna be a millionaire by the time I was thirty-five. Unfortunately, it took me till I was thirty-seven. But at the end of the day, I had the goal, right? It's pretty and close. Now, <laughs> yeah, and, and now I tell her all the time. You know, I, I, I want to by the time I'm sixty to say that I have a built or business that's achieved billion dollar uh income status and it's a goal you know but that's that's the one thing is now i won't allow anybody to tell me it can't be done i will sit and sit here at this desk and just constantly think about what it's going to take to have it to make it happen so so i suppose i used to think my coach was was a jerk but the the, the version of me now should thank him you know because it's probably a lot to do with why i'm the person i am
0: that's really insightful. That's it's really insightful.
2: <laughs> well. yes, it's
0: deep. Well, what I love about that so much is you're recognizing that, you know, it was you that, that figured all this out, you know, your coach didn't teach you that stuff by being mean, right? You yeah. had to go through the work to figure all of that out by yourself. I often say, you know, to people who are telling me these kind of traumatic, horrible stories that, you know, you, you did develop superpowers from that pain. But it wasn't the pain that actually gave you the superpowers. You already had those superpowers. You just didn't know until you needed them. And it was that pain that kind of set off the need where you went, okay, now I'm gonna look in here for my superpowers. Oh, here's one, here's one. Everybody has them in there. And so you don't have to go through these horrible traumatic experiences to find those things and to know that you don't need to you know, listen to other people who may say, you don't need to listen to the haters
2: yeah well and, and I, even as i hear you say that like there are people that go through i mean truly horrible experiences right i mean i mean the, the, the whole playground scenario that was pretty horrible i mean looking back on it you know yeah. and bad for, for my sister vicky because my sister was actually who got me through that time in my life you know but um but uh when it comes to the football thing you know there's way worse that people deal with right um, you know, so like, for me, I just look back on it and maybe it's why I don't talk about it that much is because, you know, if that's, if those are some of the worst things that I'm going to deal with, uh, you know, who am I to complain? Cause there's, you know, there's people dealing with way more than that, you know? Of so. course.
0: But the thing is, you can't really compare, you know, tragedies, you can't compare trauma because the worst thing that happened to you is still the worst thing that happened to you. You know, it's like, I always say to my, I have this nine-year-old girl who's, she's so funny. I love her so much, but (laughs) my daughter says the goofiest things to me sometimes. And I, and I, but I have to take it seriously of like this. Okay. So this is the worst thing that has ever happened to you. Okay. Like at your, at your age of nine, like, this is the worst thing that has ever happened to you and take that seriously, you know, and it may seem
2: ridiculous to us, but it's like, all right. When you look at it from that perspective, that makes sense because all the things I'm bringing up were just things that happened when I was a kid, you know, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we all have, you know, we all have our cross to bear, right? But the, 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 the bottom line is that everyone experiences the same emotions when we go through this stuff, no matter what it is that happened. The actual content is kind of irrelevant at the end of the day. And that's why, you know, I love doing this podcast because when I have these people on and they tell these different stories, it's like everyone's story is completely unique. And yet they're all relatable. We can all relate to that story of that mean thing that your football coach said in in a public space, because we've all had somebody throw us under the bus, Mm -hmm. you know, and we can all relate to being bullied on the playground, not necessarily specifically that, but we can all relate to people being mean to us you know, for what seems like no reason. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you think that changed you?
2: Well, I mean, I think I, I, like I said, it just made me realize like never again. Right. So, you know, I, it's uh, you know, it'll be funny. I think it'll always be funny for me when I'm 60 to look back at when I'm 40, you know, and I'm sitting here saying never again, I'm sure this is what's nice about a podcast like this. I'll be able to look back on it. And uh, I'm sure something will come up where somebody puts some sort of doubt in me. And I think I'm this big, (laughs) tough, hard, callous guy that I'll be like, man, why did I ever listen to that? You know, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know how it changed me was just to go with my gut, you know, more. I mean, it's like, uh, I'm a true believer in gut instinct now. And um, when I talk to somebody, if like my, I just, if I just don't feel right about the conversation probably means that person's probably not talking to me for our best interest, but mm-hmm. probably their best interest, um, you know, and I guess it's also made me realize that you can't go back. I think that's the biggest thing that's, if, if, if it's changed me for anything, it's this. Um, I suppose I can't, I know now, even though I think if I, if I could go back and talk to the 16 or 18 year old version of myself, I would give myself some advice, but, but I can't, you know, I, the, Julia, uh, it's, it's almost a perfect time for me to share this story is, um, Julia didn't want to go on and play college volleyball. Okay. Couldn't understand it. Okay. Because to me, not playing college football was something I like low key regretted. I mean, I guess, I guess that's the thing. It's like, I almost feel guilty to say I regretted it because I know I would not have her. So it's like, but at the end of the day, take that aside. I just wish I would have known if I could have made it or not. Right. Yeah. Or if I would have started in the college level. But, um, so when she didn't want to play, I couldn't believe it. And I called my dad, well, by the way, I have such a good relationship. I mean, she knows, I talk to my dad every day. If I don't call him by eight o'clock, he's calling me at eight Like I I later. love it, I love but, um, it. But I called my dad, I said, dad, it, it's taken me 18, well, more than 18 years, it took me you a know, long time to realize, but how did you let me not play college football? And he said, what do you mean? And I said, Julia doesn't wanna play college volleyball. Like she has opportunities, She doesn't wanna do it. How how and why did you even let me say no? And he said, Joe, you're gonna let her say no the same way I let you say no because I can tell you as your father, has it made a difference? You have a successful business. You're a great man. You still talk to me as your father. You talk to your mother every day. You have a fiance that you're with. You have stepkids that you have. So does it make a difference? And that was the thing. I said, Dad, you're right. It doesn't make a difference. She's got to pick her own path. So, so I mean, I guess that's the thing for me too. You know, it's like I, I can't change the past, but I can make sure I don't, I don't do anything in the present that I'm gonna wish I could change. That's what it is. I don't, I don't want to do anything now that I wish I could go back and tell myself different later. I just wanna do, do it how I feel it now, because even if I fail, I won't regret not doing it.
0: That's such an important I was, I was distinction.
2: That's it. <laughs> <laughs> she was smiling, like I like I was maybe over talking. No, it's kind of
0: crazy
1: because you can tell he's figuring this out just as he talks. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> that's,
0: that's what we do here. Yeah, we come up with insights, right? I love yes. it. I love it. I think you've really you've hit on something so important there, which is that when we regret things, it's usually not something we did. It's something we didn't do or that we were too scared to try, you know?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: If you, you know, I always say everything you want is on the other side of your fear. So if you know there's something that you're scared of, that's the thing that you should go straight toward, straight toward it, because that tells you, you care about it. If it scares you, you care. So just go headlong at that thing, whatever it is. Good advice <laughs> so who do you think needs to hear this story
2: uh any person that doubts whether they can do something yeah um, I think people always say like sometimes you're like man I can't keep I can't keep up with you or they'll be like do you even sleep at night or whatever and the, the thing that I'm always like amazed with is I don't really think I'm anything special i i I, I mean I truly don't I, I tell people all the time like I'm, I'm not any different than you are. I'm not any different than Julia is. The, the only difference is I just do it. I just do it. So the people that need to hear it are the people that question if they're good enough to do it. Because if, if, if you're questioning it, stop questioning and do what you're passionate about. If you're doing something that you have zero passion for and you're just working through it just because it's something to do, you're wasting your life. Find something that you're passionate about, do it, and you'll never feel like you work another day in your life. And chances are the success will come right along with it.
0: Completely agree. It's beautiful. So what would you say? I think you've just said this, (laughs) but the next question is, what's the main message or takeaway? So can we like put that into a nice little box for everybody to take home and a nice little package with a bow on top of it
2: Um, wrap it
0: up nice dad
2: i Uh, I actually i i'm i'm so just in the moment in this podcast (laughs) i I, I kind of think back to what i actually just said you know all right well Uh, then
0: let me let me take a crack at it okay okay, so i think what we're really saying here is that you can achieve Anything, literally anything, as long as you're willing to face down your fear and deal with some discomfort.
2: Just do yeah. it. Just do it, and, and you know, do it all in. I mean, don't yeah. don't like, just don't put a toe in. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, that's that's the one thing. You, you know, I'll tell you something that 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 I do when uh, I actually I will late. I'll wake up sometimes. Some of my best ideas come while I'm dreaming. Okay, I, I dream about half the ideas we have, I've dreamt them.
1: Okay. Yeah. His dreams are crazy. Really crazy. <laughs> I
2: dreams. But I, I actually will like take my phone. I'll wake up from a dream and I'll do a voice memo. And then I wake up the next day and some of my voice memos, I'm like, wow, that was some craziness. Like, like, cause it doesn't, it doesn't pertain to anything. I can't believe I got up and did it. And then there's, there's other days where I wake up and I just start writing it down and, and we do it. Okay. But, um, But, but the point is, you know, do it full in, and and when I mean do it full in, if a thought comes to you in your sleep, make sure, make sure you capture the thought, because if you don't, chances are, you'll forget it tomorrow, and it's gone, it's, that's it, The, the moment has come and it's gone. Um, and, and then the other thing I'll say is, you know, pay attention to where the universe is taking you, because... Looking back, also another reason with college football that I never did it was I, so I wanted to be a meteorologist. By the way, um, love meteor. I still love meteorology. She hates he, it. He
1: talks to me about clouds all the time. Yeah, you I did, just be driving through. What is that? I, I mean, don't know. The, the Weather Channel
2: will be playing in the background at my house on a constant loop. Yeah, and people will be like, "How many times are you going to watch the Weather Channel?" I'm like, "Well, the radar updates every 10 minutes." I mean, I, you know, I don't know. But uh, but so 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 so. But anyways. Um, back to the universe though so all this all the offers that i was getting to play football were all to go to school for business and i was always like i want to be a meteorologist i need i need like penn state or northern i need some of these schools that offer meteorology to give me a a scholarship now looking back on what i just said 20 minutes ago that was kind of an excuse too right like ah If a meteorology school asked me, I'll go to, I'll go to college. But, um, but, you know, going back, the universe has basically told me all along I was going to be a businessman. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing too. If all the signs are pointing you towards a direction, stop going against the flow. So
0: absolutely. I really want to reemphasize how important it is to go all in. As a creation coach, I see this all the time. People come to me and they say, hey, so I've got this side hustle and it's just not taking off. Hmm. Maybe that's because it's your side hustle and you still think of it that way and you still talk about it that way. If you think of it as a hobby, if you think of it as a side hustle, then you are not all in on it. Now, I'm not saying that you you can just jump in headfirst and not have something to support you while you're building up something. But at the same time, you really have to be all in on the idea of all of this is just in the interest of making this happen. And you really have to make that bargain with the universe, like you said. And like you said, once you decide that, once you go all in, it's amazing how doors start to open up. Now, they may not be the doors that you were looking for, they may not be the doors that you were expecting, but doors will start to open up. Absolutely. I see it all the time. Synchronicities. Boom, 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 boom. As soon as you decide, this yeah. is what I want. So I think this is a perfect segue to my little exercise. And I'm going to have Julia do this.
2: I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, pr- probably the hand thing like this. I don't know if everybody could see it, but. But it was like, oh, there's something good coming. But anyways,
0: yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm messing with you, Julia. It's actually really simple. So what I'm going to do is just have you close your eyes, if that's comfortable for you. Because I find that when you close your eyes, you can really visualize much more easily. And so what I'm going to do, I have this little magic wand. okay? And when I wave my magic wand, all of your deepest desires will come true at once. And so you will be in your ideal, perfect world. And so I want you to then, you're going to sort of wake up in your ideal, perfect world and just look around and tell me exactly what you see, what you can hear, taste, touch, smell in this space. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and wave.
1: What's that? my eyes still closed at this point I'm, I'm in yeah my eyes are closed but I'm yes. waking up instantly. but you're
0: waking up in your ideal world and just telling me what you see because if, if you have your eyes open I find what you what the temptation is is to stay in the possible like in the in the probable you know what I'm saying it's like you're looking around you're seeing what already is and that's influencing you I want you to really go into what could be what okay. might be
1: so dad, you should know the first thing that I see. This is a test. What's the first thing that I just
0: saw when I shut my eyes? You should know it.
2: GT3 RS. It is, it's Miami
0: <laughs> blue Porsche. <laughs> That's so the describe first it for us. What does it look like?
1: Uh, it, well, it's a Miami blue, it's black <laughs> rims. It's sitting right in front of, in the driveway of my house. Um, it's a nice house, pretty modern. Surprisingly, there's a lot of snow around that's a surprise. Um, I don't really like snow that much since I work in it. There is a waterfall to the side. I have a dog. It's a golden retriever. Also surprising. Maybe it's a golden doodle because I do want that. So it could be that too. That's about it. That's I, I'm just a nice house kind of in the middle of the woods, which is also surprising. Um, but not too in the middle because I would I feel I would get murdered there,
0: which is something I'm weird about also. But that's what I see. Okay, hey, so what can you hear in this space? The waterfall. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, so you yeah, hear just that little, that, ni- that nice little babble of the waterfall.
1: Yeah, yeah okay. I maybe, hear, it's, just... maybe I get that from my dad. He always likes the water.
0: There you um, go. So just ground like... yourself in that sound for a second. Okay. Just hear that, and just feel that calming feeling that comes over you when you hear that, and you know that's my home. I live here. This is all mine. I earned all of this. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> awesome. Then,
1: it's gonna take a lot of money though, so we gotta keep pushing. This. So
0: then, what what else in this space, what in this life, in this perfect, ideal situation, is bringing you meaning? What, what do you, do you wake up in the morning? What do you look forward to doing every day? That's just gonna like make an impact.
1: Well, I like to work, I, I don't know. So probably just work, I, I don't know.
0: What is it about the work though that feels really meaningful to you?
1: Um, for me, it's fun. Probably since I work with family, since I'm alongside my dad, that's probably a lot of it as well. Um,
0: Absolutely. So yeah. I want you to see, you're gonna have a little meeting with your dad, okay? okay. And I want you to see that you've, got, you've come up with an idea, okay? This just came to you, you woke up and it just boom, right in your head. And you share it with him, And he's really impressed. And you can see this look on his face where he's like, wow, I had never thought of that. That's amazing. And I just want you to feel for a moment what that feels like. Feels good. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Is there anything in this space that you can smell? Uh,
1: hmm. in in the space, I was still in my house. Like he came to my house to have the meeting.
0: Yeah, let's say he he came to. That's you. where I was. You yeah. came you came to me for the meeting. That's right. Because you your house, house. you got the nicest house now, so he's coming yeah. down I don't know. There's a candle that I have in the house, which is the
1: candle I have in my room. So mm-hmm. it smells like that. It smells nice. It's pleasant.
0: Mm, Can you describe know? it for us a little bit more? Like what well, what the is the smell? like teak
1: wood. That's what. It's oh, nice.
0: It's nice. Nice. It's
1: fresh <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Hate I don't know that's it's I, just I, I
1: it's like peaceful people. it's just I don't know it's quiet it's peaceful I mean that's not anything to do with the smell but I don't know it's just in the environment that I'm in that's yeah. where I'm.
0: so what in the inside your house so you're in in your sort of living room here is it cozy is there a fireplace are there a lot of throw pillows or is it more of an open airy space like what is it like in there
1: Uh, It's open, there's a nice big screen TV. There is a Mm -hmm. fireplace, lots of candles. I like to smell nice. It's like a nice gray couch, cozy with some blankets. I like blankets. Yeah, so it's pretty open. It's modern, yeah.
0: Beautiful. Um, Nice. So I want you to think back just in in your memory from this space, what had to happen for you to be able to afford this house?
1: A lot of hard work.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So, what were the routines that you set up? What were the uh, rituals, the daily things that you had to do to make sure that this happened for you?
1: I mean, I feel like everything that I do now, just not not giving up on anything that we're already doing. Beautiful. So just to keep going. I, I don't know what I'm imagining. I think is all doable at the rate that we're
0: going. So.
1: Just everything that we already
0: have right now and just blowing it up. So then I'm going to challenge you a little bit. I'm going to ask you to add something in here that just seems insane. Like everything you're looking at right now, seems very possible to you. And that's great. And I completely agree that it is. If you just keep doing what you're doing and keeping those habits and routines in place, you'll get all that stuff. But add something in there that you never expected. Just (laughs) something amazing and wonderful that you never would have expected. What do you see? So I mean the first thing that came to my mind is something I really wouldn't
1: want at my house but I thought of a roller coaster. <laughs> so, so I guess
0: that means I just want to have fun. <laughs> absolutely. Um, absolutely. So what yeah. says what's a you know a, a, aside from a roller coaster like what says fun to you that you could like have in your home or near your home that's just like wow I can't believe I own this. Okay, well, it would probably be um, a personal race track. Oh
1: my God, <laughs> I was out. a personal
2: racetrack, I'm um, sorry, Nick. that makes me ecstatic, because I know we're racing one day.
1: Yeah, um, it would probably be that, and a lot of fast cars. I think ever since I was little, actually, at our old house dad, our yellow house, it was a really long driveway. I was probably five or six at this time. I really didn't even know cars. Um, but it was always my goal just to have the entire driveway just lined with a bunch of sports cars. So I guess this makes sense also, just to have a racetrack somewhere on my property and just a whole garage full of sports cars.
0: That would be Fantastic. cool. Fantastic. So I want you to see yourself there. You're, you're, you're at this racetrack, okay? You're, uh, you just want to race, okay? And you come out and you got your friends and your family there and they're cheering for you and they're, you know, giving you high fives. And I just want you to feel that feeling for a moment of victory.
1: I feel it. Fantastic. The first thing I actually thought, though, is if dad's over and we're racing, I probably won't beat him.
0: (laughs) 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 This time you did somehow.
2: (laughs) Now, is that a good thing or a bad thing? (laughs) I
1: don't know. Um, I know even in my dreams I'm not beating you but that's okay um but it feels good it's just fun it's fun everyone's
0: smiling that's great okay so you can open your eyes okay how was that it was fun
2: Right? Yeah. Okay. I know. I'm, I'm actually almost kind of a little jealous.
1: It's kind of sad because I open my eyes, I have no racetrack.
0: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Joe. If you go to my website, there's a free walkthrough of this guided meditation, so you can download it and do it yourself if you want to. Uh, okay. I'm curious. We're gonna maybe, have to so, do that. So though.
2: maybe what I'll do is I'll record it on Zoom and I'll just send you the clip.
0: Perfect. Perfect.
2: Yeah. I would I'm love curious.
1: that. I feel like I wonder if ours would compare at all. I mean, there's got to be water in
0: his
2: yeah You're so excited. my I mean I can tell you right now I was kind of doing it but my eyes were open I, all right well
0: like, close your eyes close your eyes. we're gonna do it then we're gonna do it right now let's do this
2: okay all
0: right <laughs> <laughs> I got time I don't know about you all right we have time so I'm gonna wave my magic wand here and poof you are now in your perfect ideal world what's the first thing you see
2: the ocean hmm
0: Okay. So now as soon as you say the ocean, I can smell it. I can hear it. I could hear those waves crashing. Do you hear anything else in the space?
2: So I hear seagulls. Mm I, um, I, I really don't hear much other than just actually almost like pure quiet, like, um, Mm. like the keys, like, I don't know if you're going to Florida keys, but it's like, Oh yeah. It's just quiet, you, it's, and it's not even waves, it's like water lapping yeah. on, on the shore, the birds, um, just very peaceful and tranquil.
0: My family loves to go to Anna Maria Island. Uh, so I totally know what you're talking about with the white sand and everything, so pretty. So what color is that water?
2: It's like turquoise. Yeah.
0: yeah. Do you feel the sand under your feet?
2: <laughs> it's actually funny you say that because uh, now where I'm at, it's I'm pissed off that it's the limestone that's in the keys. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does not feel good when you walk on it, uh, but that's what I'm feeling right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So well, what I want you to do is, um, so you're on the beach here and I want you to turn and look away from the ocean and tell me what you see.
2: So I see like banana trees.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um. Actually, it's weird. This is very weird. Um, it, so I don't even know what this <laughs> weird, plant isn't it? is called, but it has like, it's like blue. It's like a bluish green, almost kind of looks like a, like a, kind of like a, like a yucca tree almost. It almost looks like a succulent cactus. I, I don't know why it's in my mind, but that's what's there. Um. And then I see a white house with like a terracotta roof mm-hmm. on it. In the distance or like right behind me. All
0: right. So why why don't you head back to that to that house? Okay. Just take a take a nice leisurely walk over there and you can see more of these interesting uh, trees around, another beautiful flora on your path. And then I want you to step inside and just tell me what it's like in there.
2: So it's all windows. Mm. Like- when you step inside it's all windows and um inside it's like uh like a almost like a really cold or cool like marble um uh, flooring um everything's clean clean lines Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: can you smell anything in there probably doesn't smell like the mahogany teak (laughs) wood
1: Out of my
2: head. Um, Honestly, it's it still smells like like the ocean to me. Mm
0: -hmm. Beautiful. So, what's your favorite room in this house?
2: The the great room.
0: Okay, walk in there. Is there a chair that you really like to sit in?
2: There is now. I feel
1: like I just oh, <laughs> there. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah a recliner but it has to it, it's a recliner that accommodates my long legs so uh it, it it's not a normal recliner it's like a custom built recliner
0: beautiful what color is it
2: it's 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 uh Uh, That's kind of weird, actually. So it was was gray at first, and then I changed it to brown. And I think it's only because my current recliner is brown. So we're going to go with gray.
0: Gray, okay. Yeah. So I want you to lie down in your recliner. And just take a moment to feel that incredible feeling of peace and satisfaction. And just contentment. And I want you to remember something that you did recently that really gave you a feeling of meaning and purpose, like you're really living your passion. What was it that happened?
2: This is in my moment down there, right? My
0: Absolutely.
2: Moment. So, if, if, and this is what happened, but I want to clarify. So I was actually just out on my boat -hmm uh, I was out by like a lighthouse and just looking back on the shoreline um, just from the boat and just feeling happy that I could that I could do that and not only be able to see um, the ocean from land, but have the opportunity to see the land from the ocean.
0: Absolutely. Was there anyone with you on the boat or was it just you?
2: Uh, no, I'm actually, I'm, by, I'm just by myself.
0: Just by yourself. <laughs> Julia's shaking her head. <laughs> I love it. That's great. So again, I want you to look back into your memory and just think, what was it that had to happen for this moment to be possible? What was the thing that happened just before this that made this possible?
2: Uh, so now this is, this is hard for me to be in a meditative state because I already feel like I know what would have to be possible to make that possible. but likely this, this sale of my business mm-hmm. or the passing down of my business.
0: All right. So you can open your eyes now. So what I want to recommend to both of you, okay? is that you're gonna create a little slideshow of images that remind you of pieces of what you just saw. Now they don't have to be an exact match, but just try to find something that, that brings you back to that emotional state when you look at it. And then you can have a soundtrack over top of it. I really like to use music because I know music is really important to you guys too. So find a piece of music that just really puts you in that frame of mind of this ideal world that you created. And it doesn't have to be very long. Mine's like 30 seconds long. But if you just take a moment in the morning to play that little slideshow, look at those images, feel those feelings, listen to that music, it really sets you up for the whole day in terms of manifesting what you really care about and what you really want in your life. All right. That's my recommendation to you take or leave as you please.
2: Awesome. So I'm going to do it. I want that
0: racetrack. <laughs> be- so there we go. That's what I'm talking about.
2: Awesome. All right. Thank
0: you so much for being here. Where can the folks at home find you?
2: So, um, so our podcast is automating success show, uh, dot com. Uh, this, if you key that in, um, and it's really, it's weird because it's like automating success show. So it's like, there's like three S's. Right. <laughs> and then, um, our website for the robotic company is automatedoutdoor.com. Um, we have an e-commerce site there and it explains what we're doing with our carbon footprint reduction. Um, our website for the landscape company is langtongroup.com. And then the snow removal company is, is tied into that same website. Um, yeah, that's it.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for being here, you guys. Hey, it's been, been great.
2: great. Yeah, so this was an enlightening experience.
0: So. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here to witness that. After all, a story with no audience to receive it is like a plant with no soil to take root in. If you found this episode worthwhile, please pass it on. And if you've got a story the world just isn't quite getting, I'm here to help. Check out my website, that's aloud.com, to get your free ideal scene meditation and start releasing your masterpiece today.